everyone. Welcome to the Hey CTO podcast. I'm Pedro Torres. And I'm Sara Gonçalves. And this is a space where you can get to know a little bit better the members of the CTO Portugal community. Today, our guest is José Caldeira, or should I say Zé. Um, thank you so much for accepting our invitation. It's, it's a real pleasure to have you here today on our podcast. Thank you so much for, for the invitation and for having me here uh, on, on this on this amazing um, project you're trying to put together. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so, so Zé, tell us, and I'm, I'm going to call you Zé, you know, because, you know, José and, and Zé, it's pretty much like the short name. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're also very used to be called Jose, for sure, uh, <laughs> you know, because of all the international scene. But, you know, could you tell us a little bit like who you are um, and, and, and kind of, you know, pretty much a little bit more about your contacts so that everyone that is listening to this to this uh, to this episode knows a little bit more about you yeah sure and and actually uh most of the people are uh, calling me caldera right now uh, oh uh, nice uh, okay adult systems um so i i'm um i'm kind of a, a geeky guy that started probably as, as most of the audience as a as a, as a developer way before uh, even going to to the university moved from there as a as a, the kind of guy that wanted to develop uh, RPG games and, and other kind of, kind of games. Went to to technical, studied distributed systems, fell in love with with complexity, and then I was planning on moving outside of Portugal to learn more about mm -hmm. product organizations, and and and, and then uh, came back uh, way later on, on on my life as I actually opening my own organization. And what happened was that I, I met on my final year an organization called All Systems, um, where I was then invited to stay as a, as a software engineer. So from there, it was kind of a, a project that I believed it would be like, oh, two years, I'll move outside of Portugal. And 15 years later, I'm I'm at All Systems as a VP of, of, of engineering. Uh, throughout that stage, basically, I've uh, fulfilled multiple roles as developer, quality engineer, the guy that assembles tables in, on the startup. Um, so everything that you need to do until you get to kind of a, a massive, not a massive, but a very large organization for the Portuguese standards. Um, other than that, I'm also an Aikido teacher. So nothing uh, uh, okay. connected with, with, uh, with technology. So I, I, I train martial arts since like uh, the university. And I give both classes and, and, and train uh, on martial arts. So kind of the geeky guy that moved to management that at the same time is a geeky on, on, on martial arts and, and, and other stuff. Wow. That's, that's quite different. That's a nice <laughs> to <say> the least. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and so, you know, like definitely from, from, from what, what you just said, you know, and I'll, 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 although I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's fair to say that at least so far you failed on your plans, you know, to move abroad. <laughs> right <laughs> after 15 years you didn't do it which you know definitely it's a sign that th there needs to be something in your current company that that makes you so hooked right because i'm going to, to you know let's let's be real like definitely i think that the, the software engineering market is super dynamic it's super hot i think that it, you know it's it has been like that at least in the last 10 years or so and you know usually I could say, like, you know, what's the regular tenure of someone in, in this sort of industry? Two years, maybe four years. If you're really lucky, six, let's go crazy, 80 years. In your case, we are talking about almost double. And, and so, you know, that's some, something that definitely, you know, it's like fascinating, right? Like 15 years going strong. So, so what's the secret there? Like, how, 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 how come you're, you're staying for, for so long in, 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 a, in a company? 
And, and actually, that, that, that's very interesting because when you look even to the leadership uh, process, usually on leadership, you you you, you tend to have in, even a smaller tenure. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's lots of pressure, lots of things happening, lots of new opportunities. Um, and, 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 and Portugal today is in a very interesting scene with new startups, new organizations that are, are appearing every day. So I think that the secret here, at least for me, has been um, two main things. One that is deeply uh, connected with my values. So I really believe that you always need to keep improving and, and growing. Uh, and that the thing you, you take out of this life is the impact you had around you. Um, and, and, and the Alt Systems gave me, uh, has always given that opportunity to, to everyone. At the broader scale, at the small scale, you are always challenged to kind of get out of your comfort zone, which is something that human beings are not very fond to, but that is the, the way you, you, you keep on, 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 on growing. Pretty similar to... I think we are lost. Yeah, losing you. Oh, you're back. Okay, yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I, I was saying that the, um, the the thing that that has kept me here is the the interest of always learn and always keep growing. Now, systems always has challenged me and, and challenged everyone to stay a little bit out of their comfort zone, which is a little bit the the hard part for human beings, but the place where you can grow the the, the most. The other one is the sure. impact. So we started as a as a one of the first product companies in Portugal, which was why I was planning on going abroad because there was no no product companies in Portugal a long time ago, like 15 years ago. It was all sure. systems, Farfetch was starting, you had Critical, uh, you had one or two more more, more product companies, right? And, and, and having this potential impact on the local community on, on Portugal and helping Portugal to get to a, to a tech scene was something that was really, really important to me. Um, so these two things together have always uh, moved me in, in the company. Interestingly enough, other people on completely different roles felt exactly the same. I have a friend of mine that started exactly on the same day, and today he's working as a principal uh, AI engineer. I'm working as a VP of engineering, and all both of us feel exactly the same thing of always being challenged. Yeah, and it's amazing to see that always we always have new opportunities coming up uh, all the time, and uh, it's it's always good to, to that makes us grow, and that we in the same place we can keep can keep growing with with those opportunities. Yeah, and but bringing I'm, other I'm people. Really... Sorry. Bringing other bringing other ah, people yeah, 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 like, yeah. like you, Sarah. So uh, Sarah, for instance, uh, I had I was the one challenging Sarah to become a a, a leader on on on, on, yeah. on our systems. She was yeah. really really oh, okay. She like do it or not? But that and kind it of scary. It was scary. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but it was an amazing opportunity, and of course, again, it helped me grow uh, a lot. But I'm curious about something here because we are, we are talking about 15 years ago already, um, and you already shared that you had ambitions to go out of Portugal. That didn't that didn't happen. So I'm curious if at the time, 15 years ago, if you ever imagined that you could reach to a position like a VP. If there was under your ambitions, it was something that you thought about. No, actually, it, it was not, uh, and and I was never, and, and I'm still not moved by roles or, or anything. I'm I moved by by impact. What I so I I was finishing my high school, and I was like, I want to be a QA, and I want to go to technical to do this. 
Uh, actually, at eight years old, I told my mom I want to go to technical to learn about QA, uh, and she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Yes, I, I wow. want to go there. It's the best uh, uh, university in Portugal for for computer science. What are you talking about? Yeah, I have my cousin. He's he's uh, learning this thing on computers, and and I want to go on, on the same path. That makes no sense. You're going to to be a uh, um, a guy on on the management or or kind of uh, okay. connected with <laughs> with the mathematics, and I'm like, no, no, this is what I want to be. When I got to 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 out systems, my my goal was I want to be the best professional I can be, and that for me was a technical role. It was kind of an architect, something like that. Actually, it was when I started giving Aikido classes because I'm 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 kind of an introvert. I had to challenge myself and start giving classes as uh, I want to expose myself. But I started saying, hey, probably I should move to something different. And the company needed me to to grab some uh, more management roles. And, and I decided, let's give it a try. Again, it's going to my values. It's outside of my comfort zone. So I, I, I kind of was always following the flow of, of, of what your organization needs and what I, uh, I had to do, plus my ambition on how can I have more impact. And, and it was more this value of how can I have more impact? How can I help the most that uh, drive my career to, to this point? It was not something like, let's um, uh, I think, no. I want to be this particular role or, 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 or something. It was more, let, let's keep uh, doing the things that will have the most impact in your organization. And kind of karma uh, plays a, a place into, into, into the story and, and, and took me to, to, this, uh, to this position, to this role. And so, so tell me one thing, Caldera. Definitely one thing that, that really kind of stands out from, from what you're saying, and definitely I really resonate a lot with that, is talking about getting a little bit out of your comfort zone. That's pretty much where kind of the magic happens. That's where definitely there is more opportunities uh, for growth, right? Not to a point that obviously if it gets too far from your comfort zone, maybe you're into a panic zone and that might be a mm -hmm. little bit more kind of scary. And even it works actually on, on, on the opposite, you know, but definitely on that sweet spot, I completely agree with you on, on that growth part. And, and, and so one thing that I usually believe that happens a lot in, in terms of being uncomfortable is that a lot of challenges appear, right? Because when we are comfortable, when we are on, let's call it the safe zone, the, zo the zone that we are not growing, everything is completely under control, right? And like, you know, you know, everything that is going to happen, like everything is pretty much predictable. Uh, and so it feels good for, as a human to be on that zone. But just like you're saying, you know, as, as we start to get uncomfortable, the growth opportunities appear, the growth opportunities. And so my question to you is, you know, you started as a trainee, you got like this, this, this road, you know, this, this path to, to, to become a VP of engineering of God knows how many engineers, you know, that kind of, you know, rely on you to, to, to lead them. Do you have like an episode or like a moment that definitely was like the biggest challenge that you needed to, to overcome uh, on, on, on this year? So something that really you saw to yourself, like, whoa, if I could kind of, you know, say one challenge, that was probably like the biggest one. And, no, and it could be, you know, regarding any situation or even because of the way that the company also evolves, right? Because let's face it, odd systems really change a lot throughout mm -hmm. the journey of when it started now to, to, to the unicorn that we all know. Yeah, uh, there's there's one event that I, I recall perfectly. Uh, probably Sarah will, will remember that also. That was when I moved to uh, I was a, a leader of, of, uh, of a team. The team was... I was really, really proud of the team. I was completely 
um, not needed anymore on the team. So I was then invited to become uh, the responsible for the whole engineering uh, group of, of adopt systems, which means you move from you're managing a team directly to now you're managing a, a part of the organization, meaning multiple teams. At the same time, we were doing a huge reorg. We were creating multiple practices. So you had kind of the, the product ownership practices, the, 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 the architecture practice. So we were moving very senior people into those positions. And then suddenly, I got the whole uh, development community within our systems which was kind of ripped off of the more senior people, the more senior elements, the more senior team leaders. And I move into, now you're the manager of all these guys and girls, and now you're responsible for their success. And most of them are junior in, into their own position. Okay. And, and suddenly you become responsible for, I think it was 14 direct reports. 14 direct okay. reports, uh, multiple teams, the whole product, the whole autism's product. Uh, on the phase where we're starting to become a, close to a, a billion dollar organization, meaning lots of, of, of pressure and basically no management knowledge at all. You're just jumping. Uh, and it, it felt to me like, okay, I'm doing bungee jumping with uh, uh, 50 or 100 people uh, on the same bungee with me. And if I jump and, and, and the rope is not well connected, all these guys are going with me. And, and and that 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 that's what was a very very challenging moment to to I, I felt like quitting multiple times. Um, had very very uh, uh, good conversations and strong conversations with uh, the guys that were part of my 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 support network, my peers uh, at Out Systems. Uh, but it it was really really hard because I knew that some people were kind of waiting for me to fail because they don't want they didn't want me on this position. They were kind of jealous. Others didn't believe on me. Mm, uh, sure. and, and it's very, very hard when you're doing this transition and you're coming from inside the organization. And, and, and you feel that. You feel that you feel that pressure. You know that that that, that conversation is happening on, on, on the hallway. Uh, you don't know who to trust, but you need to trust on, 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 on the team. You know that you're doing lots of mistakes because you don't have the, the knowledge nor the team to... You're, lear you're learning as you go, right? Yeah. yeah. So... That, that was probably the biggest uh, challenge and, and, and the hardest challenge on, uh, for me. And I also tried to bring something to, to the team that was, I want the team to be much more demanding with each other, which was something that even, even for them, it was kind of uh, awkward. It was, uh, this guy is probably asking too much at the same time. <laughs> and, and do you think that that was probably your, your scariest moment in terms of career? Because, you know, like, like you just said, you're learning as you go, like definitely a lot of, of, of pressure, right? And we know that, you know, that uh, pressure makes diamonds, but, you know, maybe too much pressure won't help that much. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and you're talking about this, about doubting yourself, maybe even a bit of imposter syndrome. You know, was that probably like the scariest moment of your career or, or not really? It, it was one of the most scariest moments of my career, but I, I think it was not the, the scariest Probably the scariest was either when, and, and this one was when I was a team leader, I had the first um, woman that was pregnant. So it was very hard on her. She was uh, going to be a mother for the first time. So it was like, okay, how can I help her? And, and then it's like, it, there's nothing you can help because it's, it's kind of, Today she's she's happy. Tomorrow she's sad because of the hormones. So, oh. so you, you really don't know how, how to act in those situations. Mm -hmm. and, and you're like trying to, 
and she was under a lot of, of, of stress due to, to the work and, and what was happening at, at the organization at, at the time. So trying to convey the normal one-on-ones with the additional uh, understanding of what is what, what can be for that person, for that human being, to be a parent for the first time, well, you don't even uh, know what that is because I, 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 I'm not a, a parent. So, so suddenly you don't even know because you don't, you don't have something similar to say, okay, I've passed through something similar or my wife passes through something similar. Uh, it becomes kind of, of, of scary. And, and I think those kind of personal uh, situations, no one prepares you for because suddenly it's not like that. Sure. And you and, and you mentioned there in some points that on on that big change that that happened through through that journey, that uh, from one point to another you passed to lead fourteen people and you felt a lot of pressure and more responsibilities, a lot of challenges. Would you say that the challenges, the biggest challenges, were about managing people or more about on the technical side, technical decisions and involving the product? Completely managing people. Managing people and, and, and relationship and, and communication is way harder, namely when you do this transition. Because you suddenly, uh, let, let's be honest, if you have a problem on computer, you can kick the computer. If you have a problem with people, I, I, I do, do martial arts to kick people, not 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 uh, the people in the world, right? So so that that becomes very very sometimes frustrating because you're trying to convey a message that is there to help someone, but then it's either you're not doing a good job, the person not trying to be comprehensive, the person not going with good intentions, um, you failing on the way you can convey the message, uh, side conversations. So there's so, so many different things happening that you cannot control. That makes it very, very, very hard. And you're not yeah. prepared because all, all our, at least my background was all computer science, all technology, all geeky stuff. Then you become, <laughs> become a developer all development suddenly mm. you become a team leader for a short period of time where eh, you kind of think you manage something and then suddenly <laughs> no now you cannot control anything because you depend on everyone else to do to do the, the other job yeah and and when you look at that for instance from a developer for someone that manages a lot of teams do you see any advantages or disadvantages for a developer that knows the product in a position that you you are not in control of of the stuff that is happening down down there. I think it has pros and cons. Uh, it depends a lot on the on the context and the culture of the organization. It has the pros that you can mentor and help people. You can be very very uh, crisp on hey, probably you should do this, or you can ask leading questions that can help the person to to think on a certain way. It has, it has the cons that suddenly, as you know the, the product pretty well, you're always conveying something that you will design yourself. So it, it's harder for you on that transition to step out and say, hey, what would I do if I didn't know anything about this? How will I rely on the person that knows more about this, that is the person that is working with me, to take the decisions that then I'm going to be responsible for? So that, that, that part is, is, is kind of, 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 of tricky. Um, at least for me, it's the, the trickiest part. And it was, I, I used to go a little bit on, on too much on details because, hey, I knew I, I will be able to probably get to some of the decisions and solutions way faster than anyone else on, on the team. But I was failing as a leader. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I see your point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us one thing. The one thing that you mentioned when you when you you had pretty much your trajectory from you know from trainee to to your current role, you said obviously right that, that obviously you had people looking at you and say, oh why why it's not me and it's why it's Calera that that you know that it's kind of you know that it's succeeding and and let's let's face it you know although some people have ambitions to become a VP sometimes can be an architect or you know maybe even some uh, <clears throat> some other role um, definitely you know. I'm pretty sure that some of the folks that you know when you joined and you just mentioned the principal in AI, <clears throat> they are still in the company, right? And so I'm, you know, I think that it, it, I'm curious to know, like, do you still have a lot of people, you know, that that were with you back in the day? Um, you know, how do you look to your ex teammates? You know, you 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 were already a software engineer, you know, let's say 12 or 13 years ago. I don't know. So you know, do you still keep in touch with them? Are you still one of the guys or now you're kind of the boss? And so definitely, you know, it's like now everyone else and, and Caldata because Caldata now it's kind of, you know, it's managing us. And so definitely there, there is some, some, some dynamic changes. Yeah. So I think that that's a very interesting question. And, and, and I'll get back to you, Sarah, on this question, probably because uh, <laughs> probably you can, you can give your, your own opinion. The, the advantage of, of having someone here is, is, is that. I think it changed a bit throughout uh, the time. Um, so I tried to create a very open relationship with, with everyone. So again, I don't go by titles. So most people think of me or, or tend to think of me as a, some, someone part of the team. Most of them are still adult systems. Uh, so all the people that were my peers, they are friends and, and they are co-workers. Some report to me, others don't report to me. Others, I had people that were my managers that then started reporting to me uh, wow. through, through this, this, this transition. So actually, I was always, or I think, hopefully, uh, Sarah can, can 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 convey a yes or no to this, to, to keep a very open uh, kind of office mentality um, where people can come to me and, and, and think of me as, as, as part of the, the team. Usually, they thought more of me as, a, as the leader or the manager when there, whenever there was a crisis. And someone needed to uh-huh. take the shot, and then no one wants to take the shot in those situations. So everyone immediately conveyed to me, and and whenever there were kind of those hard conversations about raises, promotions, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, those times were when people were always about it, or when they wanted to complain about the organization, something, hey, this is not working, and it's management's fault. Actually, I still remember having conversations like, hey, it's management's fault, and I'm like looking and but wait, I, I'm part of management. Uh, oh, but, but you're you're different. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Okay, yeah. oh, you know, are feeling a little bit better. Again, that that's good. As 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 you keep entering on the hyperscale kind of, of of motion, that creates kind of a, a a weird position for you to be because you have people that treat you as a as a VP, and they don't know you, and others that treat you like this. So suddenly you have people that you go and say, hey. Uh, how's this bug? What what's happening with this customer? And he just gives you a summary of what's happening, and, and you move along. For instance, when we were at the office, this happened to me. I moved along, and then like two hours later, his team leader comes to me and says, "Hey, you cannot go to that person and and ask that." And I'm like, "What what happened? Then? You cannot go and put that pressure on him. What pressure did I put? I just wanted to ask if what's happening with the customer, have a status, and see if I can help somehow." Because mm-hmm. probably I can accelerate that either by bringing people or by bringing my knowledge into the table. Oh yeah, but 
he doesn't know you uh, as I do. So he was completely scared that I don't have an update for Calder for the last <laughs> two hours. And I'm like, okay. Um, so it, it, it's kind of a, of a tricky situation. I still believe I'm, I'm part of the team. Uh, sorry, I don't know if you want to comment on that one and I'll put you on the spotlight now. You, you, you shouldn't, you <laughs> no, shouldn't, I not, not without your lawyer. I, I completely I, I can I cannot relate because well I'm I'm on that part that I already know you and I know that you always try to create a, a transparent environment and and everyone can yeah like we equals you know uh, of course being aware that everyone has uh, their own responsibilities but uh, I I can understand the people that are new in the organization that they watch the world and they see what a VP it's like and they probably create that uh, that image so i can understand that come on the, the vps talking with me through slack <laughs> directly <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it i think they also i and i already saw newcomers on my team feeling like that that when they understand that we have that culture of transparency and being equals it feels good because it feels that we are accessible and uh, and it's we can communicate with everyone independently on on the role and and that's it's good to have in my opinion very well very well answered by the way and the next so, one Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Pedro, probably, probably you try to to kind of have the same feeling around you on on, on the places you're working, right? No, indeed, you know, uh, for sure, definitely. Um, I really try to have a, a huge uh, proximity um, with everyone, you know, and I think that we as 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 managers and it can be you know managers of managers as leaders, definitely. I think that we have at least to. To, to very useful tools to make sure that people can see you as the human being that you are, right? And 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 definitely we already mentioned that, you know, so the one-to-ones and you know, and making sure that you're it's not just about team meetings, but actually kind of finding time throughout our busy week to actually, you know, kind of to, to grab a chair or to grab a Zoom session and and actually kind of you know talk and understand a little bit better the person, the the challenges, the ambitions, and by the way, also projects and statuses and so on, but definitely never never ignoring or neglecting the person and the ambitions and the sort of growth and that the person wants to, to achieve. <clears throat> but the also, the also the other thing that I really love is, is the skip the level meetings. And so, you know, besides me working with my managers, I really like to just sit down with the engineers. And, you know, to your point, maybe some of them find it a little bit more awkward, you know, because, hey, oh, Jesus, I'm talking with, with, with Torres and, yeah. oh, my God, he's director. And I couldn't care less, right? Like, I, I'm just another person in the company. Maybe the company has different expectations from me than an engineer. Not that it's, you know, better or worse, but have different duties. But at the end of the day, you know, we are all here for the customers, for the customers and for the well-being of the company and everyone uh, in, in the company. And so I see that 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 those tools really kind of help you out to to close the gap between us being kind of you know the boss that is you know wandering around and actually you know that, that person almost I wouldn't call it a friend but definitely that that person that you can rely on if something goes wrong or even even to share a, a win or 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 a celebration if you will yeah. so I see it like that. To, to that point, I, I really think you, you nailed it on, on that thing of 
it's the feeling of you, you are there for them. Uh, they, 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 they can count on you when they, they need it or, and whenever they don't need it, they know that you, they can just go to, to you uh, kind of as a, as a peer or as someone with more experience or with someone with more context. Sometimes it's just a matter of context. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. And, and sometimes even this idea of saying, hey, look, I actually have this problem. And, you know, and sometimes they actually kind of, you know, almost acting like the doctor, you know, the psychologist and say, sure, let's talk. And, you know, it can be personal. It can be professional. It can be, we know it because of team dynamics or a team member. But also knowing that, you know, besides the professional, there is also the person that can actually have also a different conversation. That, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. And we already talked about challenges, scary moments. What about the biggest lesson that you would say that you learned throughout the, the entire journey? If you had to choose one moment where you felt enlightened <laughs> or where you felt you learned the most, what do you do, you, you choose? I, I think it was on, on that. I, I tend to see the, the biggest learning moments usually whenever there was a, a very hard or complex moment. So going back to the, the moment we were describing uh, previously, uh, I still remember one of the biggest learnings I had, which was connected with the transition from uh, engineer to manager or team leader to manager, and the power of the words you, you have and the power of the words you can convey to a level um, that you cannot even imagine. Uh, and going back to that, that example, we, we were talking about the, the bug that suddenly the person gets scared about. So on, on that transition, um, there was a situation where I was trying to make sure that the whole team leading uh, adult systems become more demanding. And I'm like, hey, we need to take the principles to the next level. And we need to do this and we need to do that and, and pushing. And another day I had a different conversation with someone that uh, jumped to the team leading position also like some uh, months or weeks before uh, on that progression. And I'm trying to convey a message on a one-on-one -on -one of, hey, one of our biggest responsibilities of is providing feedback. And, and being very demanding on, on the feedback and very, very transparent on the feedback. So if things are going well, let's be very candid and say that. If things are not going well, let's be very, very transparent and say things are not going well. Let's not go with a sugar coating of, hey, uh, this could be a little bit better. No, be very, very crisp. Uh, probably I, I was kind of marked by the having to fire one of my friends early on in my career. Uh, so he was my friend and I had to, to fire him. Uh, immediately when yeah, I started tough. As, as, as a team leader. And that that marked me to the point of the feedback being very, very important. And I was telling him, hey, do you never want to pass through this experience. So I gave the same this thing of we need to push principles. And I was using some names as an example. And, and the other day I was pushing this thing of we need to be demanding because uh, we don't want to, to, we want to make sure we don't fire people and we help them grow. So somehow this person connected we want to fire our top engineer. And suddenly the gossip starts. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So I, I got this because one of the, the guys that was still a team leader uh, that went through this transition, he knew me very, very well. And he's like, hey, Calera, let me, can I call you? Yes. He calls me and like, hey, I was with a person A. Um, and uh, then suddenly he's telling me we're going to fire uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll make up the name now, but we're going to fire John. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's telling me you want to fire John. He's like, Caldera is crazy. And I'm like, 
what what's happening here what's happening here only after like one or two days and, and talking with multiple folks i was able to convey that these two messages on two different days to the same person just got to this kind of conclusion and and i always knew that there was a point in time where people will start seeing me as, as, as the peer or or, or or the or the manager or the, the team leader sorry and, and move to the to their manager uh but i was never expecting the words to kind of having this 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 kind of, of powerful meaning uh even when you don't want to um so that that was a huge learning uh that was together with the, the bug uh, that i was describing and others that is you cannot although you're trying to be seen as a peer there's always a time where where people are going to look at you as as, as the manager the so boss. the way yeah. you communicate needs to be super consistent and you need to be very very careful because words will take more power than your actions probably sometimes and then anything anything else um so that was a a, a huge learning at, at the time uh, hmm. which uh don't know if you remember sarah at the time i put one bullet point on hey guys this is the things I, the things i want to to improve and i had a, a, a poster behind me on, on the wall where i was seated saying number one communicate com communication and, and some examples yeah. that, that that resulted from this incident yeah oh, wow. communication is everything no and, and and to be honest there were at least like two concepts that really kind of stood out <clears throat> one definitely regarding feedback that you just mentioned called data that i really like you know um there's an awesome book uh, but it's not about the book. It's about the, the content and the principles that it's mentioned there, the radical candor that yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great, you know, because the truth is that, you know, and exactly like the sugar coating won't help anyone at all, right? And might as well just, just give honest feedback. And it doesn't mean that you need to be blunt or you need to, or you, you, need, you need to be a jerk, but be really, you know, kind of straight to the point and being really kind of, you know, precise and, and giving examples of situations, but making sure that you're, your feedback is really well sustained, well supported, so that people can really kind of, you know, receive it and, and act upon it, right? Because feedback should be acted upon it. Otherwise, it's just, we are just criticizing people and that, that doesn't make any good, right? And, and it's actually very funny that you're saying that because one thing that I usually tell to, to the people that I work with is that there are two uh, main axes that make great leaders. And so the one axis is um, standards. So having high standards being, you know, demanding about, you know, quality of work, the way that we do things and so on, but also our dedication to that person. And that's the second axis. And so if you dedicate yourself deeply to that person, growth and success, but you have high standards, that's where I see that it's the sweet spot of leadership because you're actually making people better. If one really can't work without the other, right? Because if you have high high expectations and demands, but you don't care deeply about people, you're a jerk. If you care deeply about people, but you don't expect more out of them, then you're just being, you know, you're just being kind of, you know, that that you know that family member that is kind of, oh, everything is well and and good. Don't worry about mm -hmm. things, and you're just undermining their 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 careers. And so that's why I really I really believe that these two axes, you know, should should go hand by hand. Because that, that's where I see that the leadership works the best. Uh, it's interesting that you say that because this is one thing we, we try to use uh, for leadership. This is exactly a kind of a, a matrix where you have skill set and, and behaviors, which connects deeply to that. The skill set is, is, is the standard, is what you yep. can do as a, 
as a technical, or, and then there are guys that are amazing with the skill set, but then they, they can be jerks, as, as you were mentioning. And then you have the, the behaviors that is, is this guy someone that really wants to do something? So we kind of try to uh, connect uh, or help people within these this two axes and, and, and use this as an opportunity either to promote, help people move forward, coach, or just go and say, hey, this person doesn't make sense at your organization uh, anymore. So yeah. Uh, to, to totally connect yeah. with, with that framework. Um, yeah, I'm really happy that we covered this part of the lessons learned because I think for everyone that is going to listen to these episodes, it's going to be two lessons that they will take from these uh, as well and and reflect uh, on top of it. Uh, on top of it, and uh, we are reaching the end of this conversation, mm -hmm. yeah. which is really being, uh, we are learning. At least me, I'm learning a lot here. Um, but every, in every episode, we, 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 we like to do two final questions, more personal, <laughs> that uh, I will choose to do the first one and then I will leave the final one to Pedro. And the first one, being you, uh, Alint Janudjim, he's in English, I don't know how to translate. Imagine that you organize a dinner, who would be your guest? would like to who you would like to invite okay and and, and I'm, I'm not strictly connected with uh only tech industry right i can i can pick no, anyone no, no. go crazy anyone, go big. yeah okay so my 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 i i'll invite my my granddad again so he's already passed away he was the, the person that uh, always pushed me to have this kind of mentality uh so kind of the all my family, of course, uh, supported me and trusted me, but there was something different on, on him and, and the way he he always believed that uh, I'll be able to achieve everything I put my mind into. So probably that will be the person I like to have that that dinner with. So it's kind of your source of inspiration and and the person that yeah. you kind of relate more. He's, he's my he's my hero, basically. Love it, beautiful. Yeah. No, so so glad we made the question. See. <laughs> Yeah. It worked. No, fantastic. No, I love the answer. Yeah. And so, we have one final, one final question for you, Galera. You know, so you know to to end on a you know on a good mood note, so to speak. You know, it was brought to our attention, or at least to mine, that you seem like you wear a t-shirt all year long. You know, so pretty much regardless of the day, regardless of the weather. If you're there, you're wearing a T-shirt, you know, and actually you're actually using a T-shirt right now, which is quite interesting, right? So definitely you're walking the talk. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a curious, I'm a curious guy for sure. And so here's, here's a question for you. So let's imagine that you're getting invited at least, you know, one more time for lead dev to give, you know, an awesome talk, you know, you know, one that is kind of, you know, the second, the a, 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 even improved version of the first talk that you that you delivered that was really interesting. And so, you know, the, the, the issue here is that, you know, this, this conference lead dev is actually going to happen in, in Moscow and it will be winter there. So we are talking about more or less minus 10 degrees Celsius. Okay, I, I, I can't make the conversion right now to Fahrenheit, <laughs> but at least it will be 10, you know, degrees um, negative Celsius. Okay, so it's snowing, it's all you can imagine. So you're pretty much, you know, kind of putting your stuff in the, on your on your luggage and be ready to travel. The question to you is, are you just putting t-shirts, uh, you know, and pants or are you actually taking a jacket and, 
and wear one while you're in Moscow? So, usually, I, I, I take uh, like a, a jacket. I, I love the winter because it's the time where I can use a, a thin jacket just to put everything on, on the pocket so that I don't take them on my on my pants pocket. Uh, so I'll take it, but probably I'll, I'll leave it out. At least on the conference, I'll leave it out. And Moscow, it's probably that I'll start going out with a jacket and, and then leave it somewhere. So for instance, I went uh -huh. to Copenhagen, it was minus two Celsius, okay. and I was on a t-shirt. Uh, and everyone on Denmark just looking at me and what's this guy? And I was just cycling with my with my uh, jacket inside the, the bag of the of the the, of the the bicycle, so they had the rent bicycles with with the, with the small uh, front bag, um, uh -huh. and I, I had the jacket there, and I was just cycling through uh, through the city with a, with a t-shirt. Okay, well. so so you could minus two, you can do it. So that's yeah, minus thing, right? two. Yeah, I already did it. So. Exactly. Minus no, I don't 10, know where it no? is. <laughs> Moscow minus ten. We are not sure. Minus two in Copenhagen. Your your game. Okay, gotcha. No, absolutely. Look. Thank you so much. Um, you know, like super, super, super good fun. Uh, you know, to to be to be with you, Caldera, and uh, and obviously I can't I can't I can't uh, forget everyone that is listening to this episode. So you know, thank you, thank you everyone for for watching. Um, you know, it was it was a good fun episode. We hope you got some insights and definitely some inspiration from someone like Caldera that you know that just made this amazing uh, journey from 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 a trainee to to a VP of engineering, and you know, and God knows. What's next for for Caldera for sure? Um, really hope to see you again on our next uh, episode of Hey CTO. Take care. Thank you.